0: we just kept asking ourselves why would we not adopt why would we not i mean we couldn't think of a good reason why we would not bring a child home and so it seemed so simple but within within a week we turned in our application to adopt from ethiopia and 2 years later our first son samuel came home from ethiopia a year later our second son elijah came home through adoption And then just uh, about a year and a half ago, my daughter, uh, Eden Joy, was born as well and brought home through adoption. So, uh, you know, our life has been changed so much by adoption, uh, but at that time, that pushed us. Uh, to grow a business and a brand uh, but not only that would help us fund more options but that would also help many other people fund them as well. So that that became our big why behind you know all this all this stuff you're fixing here about calendar and I'm going to tell you about how difficult it was. Well this was the big why behind that that helped keep us going. And I'll share with you too so you know my my wife Chelsea she is just an amazing woman wife she has supported me so I mean, I just can't even stress how much, you know, we could not have done this without her support and just how the Lord has, has supported both of us and kept us going and united, you know, through all this. But, you know, while she may not be a real estate expert or really care about real estate, I'll tell you what, she's passionate about our why and our mission, right? And so that helped her also just to stay motivated and all of us to keep focused. Uh, but our so our big why, it was we started the Lockbridge Foundation, which you know my wife and I commit half of our profits to this foundation that will help families uh, help families fund adoptions most people don't know that it can cost 40 to 60 grand to get your child home through adoption so i, I just love sharing that because that why if you don't know what's behind you know why you're doing what you're doing like it's going to be so easy to quit you know when things get difficult and and we'll talk about that a little bit i'm sure but but if you don't know what that is then you know you need to spend a little time on that and figure out why are you doing what you're doing
2: All right, three full listeners. I've gotten a guest I'm I'm really excited about today. Whitney Sewell is joining us today. Whitney, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks thanks for being a guest on the show.
0: My pleasure, Lee. Glad to be here.
2: Yeah, Whitney. um, Actually, uh, we were introduced by um, Paul Moore, uh, a a common friend, um, another uh, Christ follower, another uh, big time real estate investor, uh, somebody I really look up to. And and he referred me to you and and told me about how... um, you know, you were killing it, and then we we um, I was able to be a guest on your show, and and I think I realized before that, but we both um, know Joe Fairless. I, I don't know him personally as much as you do, but I uh, realize you I, you kind of come from his tree, I guess a little bit. You know, having have been uh, been trained by him, and he's here in Cincinnati with with us, and I've gone to his meetup for years. So uh, yeah, I kind of have a couple of cool connections, but um yeah, you've been at it a little bit longer than me, uh, certainly. Uh, Lot more success than I've had so far. Um, but let's let's go back, Whitney, a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about how and why you got started? What were you doing before you got into real estate? And what, what made you want to get into real estate?
0: Yeah, please ask questions or stop me whenever you sure. want. Uh, but ultimately, 2000 and let's see, what was it? Uh, 2001, March of okay. 2001. Oh, okay. I decided to join the military, and so I, uh, I'll try to speed this up, but uh, please feel sure. free to jump no, yeah. in. I did join the military, but just know, obviously, that was in March. That was before 9-11. Nobody had a clue that we were fixing to go to war, right? Uh, but, you know, joined, and then I did. I found myself in Iraq a few years later, wow, spending okay. a year you know, over there. And, and, thank you and for your just, service, I, Whitney. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for that. Uh, but of course, you know, found myself going overseas, uh, you know, uh, I love the military. I love the structure and the discipline mm-hmm. uniform, uh, you know, then, and obviously went overseas and obviously just praying every day that we get to go home, right. And that we make yeah. it home. Unfortunately, not everyone in my squad made it home. Wow. Uh, so I'm very thankful the Lord, uh, you know, allowed me to safely make it home and always thankful for those other men and women that are serving. But came home and tried to figure out what i was going to do for a career and for work and what did that look like And police becoming a police officer was just kind of a, a easy path you know and, and something i already uh, just seen myself doing I, like i said i enjoyed the structure and the discipline the uniform so got hired with state police kentucky state police now, you know, it was like five positions, 1200 applicants. I was blessed uh, to have one of those. Wow. Yeah. You know, however, a couple years into that, I'd, I had her first whole year. I was uh, that my wife and I were married. We just passed each other in the hallway, you know, because I was police officer working every night weekend and holiday. Mm-hmm. And that was just it, it, the writing was on the wall. It was just not what was best. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that we can't I can't. Couldn't keep doing that for a very long period of time. I knew lots of other friends of mine that were police officers, been married, divorced many times. That just wasn't what I wanted for myself. And so I, while I loved working the road, I loved being a police officer at that time, I could tell that it just wasn't what was best. We had to make a change. But also during that time when now we're about 2009, I I figured out that, okay, we, want, we wanted my wife to be able to stay at home uh, when we had children. And, and and you know, making about 35000 a year, it was going to be difficult, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that pushed me then to look for another means, some other way to supplement my income. I was not raised around entrepreneurs or, or real estate investors, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I was raised in a small one-stop-lot one-stop, town. I didn't know anybody that had much money, uh, mm-hmm. much less enough to think about investing, you know, or buying a rental house. And so, so, but that pushed me to do some research. And so I read numerous books. I'm sure Rich Dad, Poor Dad, amongst many others. And that, that opened my eyes to just the possibility of what can be done in real estate. And, and it was almost as simple as, Hey, if all of these people can do it, I can do it too. Yep. right it wasn't just that there was one or two people who had made it in real estate i mean there were yeah. hundreds upon thousands right hundreds of thousands that that had made and built wealth in real estate and so i thought like, okay you know that it can't be like rocket science here i know there's not you know too many rocket scientists right uh you know there are some but but it's not like you know it's not that complicated so right then I decided, okay, this is, you know, this is the, the best path for us to supplement my income. Uh, I bought a couple triplexes quickly I had one investor and uh, learned a lot, the hard way self-managed. I knew nothing about syndication. I didn't know that that was something that was yeah. that you could yeah. even do, you know? No, don't. And, yep. and so I just thought that this was going to be my path. I wanted to do multifamily because I just being able to scale. Um, but, but I, I didn't, I had no, uh, it wasn't even in my mind that it was an option to buy a hundred unit building. If you had asked me that then, I would have said, Oh, you're crazy, Lee. There's no way I can go buy a hundred unit apartment building. You know, uh-huh. just not possible. So I don't know who those guys are, right? They do that do that. Yeah. Uh, so, or, you know, or I hope I can get there 20 years from now. You know, something. sure. Yep. So, but at that time, I did buy a couple of triplexes and learned so much the hard way, self managing, lots of brain damage, you know, during that time. And, mm-hmm. uh, but still policing. And, and then pretty quickly, I became a federal agent. And so that moved us from Kentucky to Virginia, where we still live now. And then uh, while being a federal agent, I bought and sold some smaller multifamily up to like a 15 unit. And okay. then I also had another business and, and different things were going on. But but as far as getting into real estate, I had a, another partner at that time too, that where I I bought some bought and sold smaller multifamily. But then I started traveling to some conferences. And I met so many guys and, and women, women and men who were buying 100 unit complexes. And I'm like, wait a minute if they can do it again, right, if they can yeah, do it, kind of back to it. Yep. I can do this too. Yeah. I can, yeah. you know, I can figure this out. So that pushed me into trying to figure out the syndication business. And that just made so much sense to me. Because I, I again, I love the structure and the discipline. I love mm-hmm. operating a professional business, professional brand, working with professionals. However, I, I, I don't enjoy looking for more tenants and toilets so much. And, yeah. and so so that allowed me to work with professionals that do, that are really good at those things and start to build a brand and a business and, and just to start to grow, um, you know, to where we're at now. But, uh, but anyway, I'll let you ask some questions. And listen yeah.
2: Jump in. Yeah. Cause you hit on a couple of great things or when it's a great story and it's not, um, super un- uncommon, I guess. Um, I mean, you, you've taken a lot farther and a lot more success than, than most for sure. But like, yeah, just the way you got started. I mean, you know, I think the, the first thing you said, um, you know, two things about like your, your W2 job uh, that I think a lot of people um, come to this realization. A lot of times it's with marriage and then a lot of times it's with kids. So maybe you kind of even had more of that realization with kids, but it was just two things you said. One, like, it's just the time, the schedule was not working for your family. So I, I definitely came to that too. I had a job that I really enjoyed. Um, I, and I didn't have this, the second one I was actually in, in a lot of, you know, guys and girls, this is kind of a problem too. I was actually making plenty of money. You know, you had you had kind of two. It was like, well, the schedule's not good for my family. Also, the pay is not really good for my family. So for you, it was almost like, you know, twofold of like, yeah, I, I really gotta look for something else and, and end up being a side hustle and then turn into more. But I think a lot of people, once they get married, and then again, like definitely once they have kids, people will kind of again, especially the time thing, right? I mean, I'm sure you hear that a lot on your show. Like, you know, people have kids and all of a sudden, whoa, I wanna be home more. You know, because, right. you know, you and your wife, I mean, you, was she working full time at the time as well, Whitney? She, she was. She was hard. working yeah, yeah. full time
0: then. But no. uh, and so that's why, you know, it was just not possible for us to her to switch her schedule. Uh, but that's, that's yeah. what initially pushed us into real estate, Absolutely. you know, and that just wasn't what was best. Uh, my marriage was more important to me then, you know, than that. And it still is, uh, you know, and so it just had to make a, make a change. Uh, but really, uh, the path and probably what would help your listeners more is really, uh, again, how I got in the syndication business and some of that, uh, sure. cause I know that story is kind of similar to what others have, but, uh, but you know, when we started, learning about syndication, I mean, it was like a light bulb went off. wait a minute, you know, like, I can do this, and I can build this brand. Uh, But, but a couple things that I know had to change initially, was uh, my routine, my, my schedule, my, you know, how I just every hour of my day, And, and one of the initial books, and I don't talk about this too often, uh, but one of the initial books that really helped me with that was The Miracle Morning. Most people have heard okay, of that. Yep. And it, and I wouldn't say I, I live by everything in that book, but, but there are just numerous things about just scheduling your morning, something that simple. Yep. You know, I, I was I got back in the routine of getting up early, 4.30, 5 o'clock every morning. And yep. all of a sudden, that allowed me to have time to educate myself, time to start working on you know, what are the steps moving forward and what that looks like in the syndication business. Yep. Uh, you know, it still was a little while after that before the podcast started and different things. Uh, but, you know, my wife and I just started the journey on a massive undertaking and happy to get into it because it was extremely difficult, extremely difficult for my just my family unit. You know, I mean, they are partners in this as much as I am and in the business, you know, just my wife. Oh, and for sure. He had to do, too, to help us keep it going while we're you know, working full time, doing deals, raising money, doing the daily yep. podcast. It was chaotic for, uh, you know, like two and a half years. Uh, and, and I'm happy to get into that and just how crazy my schedule was. But yeah. but, but also just the, um, the level of commitment
2: that that took. But go ahead. No, yeah, I definitely want to get into that. I was going to come back to um, what you had kind of said, like, you end up having this twice where you got around people that were doing something that before maybe you thought was was something you couldn't do and just the fact of, of being around enough people that are doing it you know helps you realize it, anybody can do that and that's why i think podcasts are, are so good because you know somebody listens to a daily podcast like yours whitney i mean five times a week you're, you're hearing about people that are doing it you know whether it's whether it's just buying single family homes flipping you know buying small multifamilies, or and then eventually for you get into syndication and so you, yeah, you can find, it's pretty easy to find people that are in real estate if you go out and look for it. Then to find people that are in a syndication is probably a little bit more difficult. I know like some of the meetups, there may be 30, 40 people to meet up. There's probably one or two apartment syndicators there. So you go to a meetup and you realize, okay, there's a lot of people, and yeah, from all walks of life. And, and yeah, most of them, all of them are not rocket scientists, right? And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not either. So that's helpful. And then, you know, but for you to, to kind of level up you start going to these, you know, some, some conferences where there's a little bit more of, you know, it's not just a meetup that you can go to for free and get some free pizza and meet up with some guys. This is making an investment, right. Traveling. Right. And so you, you kind of level up there a little bit and you see a l- different level of people like, okay, these people are a little more serious. Um, you know, maybe they, they are, I don't know a little more ambitious or whatever but there's a bunch of them there's a bunch of people here doing this apartment syndication and it's so helpful for anybody in any space that the more you hear about people that are doing it so i would uh recommend people listen to your podcast like yours whitney you've got a really great one uh but it it's very motivating hey here's I mean, Whitney is finding somebody every day, you know, that, that's doing this stuff. Okay. I must be able to do it too. So I, I think that's really good. And then, yeah. Um, let, let's hear a little more about your story, but I would like to circle back and maybe you're just going to talk more about it, Whitney, as you get into it, just how important your schedule is. Cause I think that is, it's really difficult. I know that's something I struggle with is just, um, you, you have to be so self-disciplined, right? When you're for sure not just a, an apartment syndicator, but if you're an entrepreneur, I think we could open it up to, to just entrepreneurs, but certainly with certain, maybe even more so with the department syndication, because it is such a long, um, what do you call it? sale cycle. You know, if, you, if yes. you want to call it like that, like you do something or a bunch of things for so long before you see that result. So I'd love to get into that a little bit more, but why don't you continue whatever path you wanted. Yes, I wanted to hit on one other
0: point and then then let's jump into the schedule uh, and I have mine open here so hopefully it will help remind me too. But, you know, I would say too, when we moved to Virginia, my wife and I were, we were brand new to you know Roanoke, where we live, and mm-hmm. but we knew about a pastor named David Platt, and he does this thing called Secret Church. I encourage your listeners to look, to look it up uh, oh. twice a year it's, it's It's really cool teaching that he does that's that's uh, broadcasted all over the world to people who don't normally receive any kind of teaching. so okay. uh, however, at this time, we were listening to uh, we went to that and and we'd been here a week in this area, and he was talking about caring for orphans and widows. And that was you remember my, my wife and I, we, we grew up in a one-stop flat town. We were not exposed to much, you know, growing <laughs> up. And so, you know, we, we went to this and he's talking about caring for orphans and widows, how they had adopted and how there's 160 million orphans in the world. Uh, and, you know, that just kind of opened our eyes to adoption. And mm-hmm. we had never spoken about adoption before, talked about it amongst us, but on our way home that night, we just kept asking ourselves, why would we not adopt? Why would we not? I mean, we couldn't think of a good reason why we would not bring a child home. And so it seems so simple, but within, a, within a, a week, we turned in our application to adopt from Ethiopia. Wow, yeah. And two years later, our first son, Samuel, came home from Ethiopia. Uh, a year later, our second son, Elijah, came home through adoption. And then just uh, about a year and a half ago, my daughter, uh, Eden Joy, was born as well and brought home through adoption. so, uh, you know, our life has been changed so much by adoption, uh, but at that time, that pushed us. Uh, to grow a business and a brand, uh, but not only that would help us fund more options, but that would also help many other people fund yeah. them as well. Yeah. So that, that became that our thing. big why behind, you know, all this, all this stuff you're yeah. fixing here about calendar. And I'm going to tell you about how difficult it was. Well, this was the big why behind that, that helped keep us going. Yeah. And I'll share it with you too. So, you know, my, my wife, Chelsea, she is just an amazing woman wife. She has supported me so i mean i just can't even stress how much you know we could not have done this without her support and just how the yep. lord has, well, has sure. supported both of us and kept us going and united you know through all this but you know while she may not be a real estate expert or really care about real estate i'll tell you what she's passionate about our why and our mission right and so that helped her also just to stay motivated and all of us to keep focused uh, but our so our big why it was we started the Lockbridge Foundation which you know my wife and I commit half of our profits to this foundation that will help families yeah, it's amazing. uh help families fund adoptions most people don't know that it can cost 40 to 60 grand to get your child home through adoption so i, I just love sharing that because that why if you don't know what's behind you know why you're doing what you're doing like it's going to be so easy to quit you know when things get difficult and and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit i'm sure but but if you don't know what that is then you know, you need to spend a little time on that and figure out why yep. are you doing what you're doing? And and, and really figure that out because money is just, it's not the end of happiness, right? It's just not, right. gonna you know, it's yep. not going to get you to make you happy. Uh, and so figure out what that is. But let's jump into the calendar. Uh, and so I'll go back and, and, you know, obviously I'm doing real estate full time now, but I couldn't do that for a long time, right? I had yeah. to still keep the day job. I had a great JOB. I mean, it was a, a dream one if anybody wants a JOB. I mean, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, because it gave me better benefits, better pay, yep. better schedule, all those things that most nice, cushy dream job, about.
2: comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep.
0: It, it was good, you know, if you wanted a JOB, but there was a ceiling. Right, I could only go so far, and I maxed that out in just a few years, you know. And I was then, I, you know, so I was just pushing, pushing, uh, and figuring out what that would be. And I just kept thinking, okay, real estate's the thing. And so, but when we started the syndication business, yes, I found a mentor. Uh, I mentored under Joe, you know, for a long time, who's a really good friend now. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, but when we started, yes, my schedule had to just it just went crazy. Um, I, I did decide to, to do the daily podcast. So it is seven days a week and we've done 850 something now or yeah, more. Crazy. Um, and so, you know, but doing that while working full time, we started doing deals or we working with investors. Um, you know, my schedule became so full that like my kids knew that like Sunday is the day that dad's not going to work. I mean, like, that's when we're going to get to see him, you know, because, you know, maybe a half a day Saturday afternoon and all day Sunday. And that was pretty much it. Even though I lived in the same home, they knew that I like I wasn't available for meals. Uh, And so so my I was off. I was off from my day job every other Monday. So two Mondays a month. I couldn't have done it if I hadn't been for that. It didn't make the other days longer. But during those days, I would schedule 12 to 15 interviews for a podcast, just back to back to back to back to back, just as hard as I can go. I call it a marathon day uh, because it was. It was just – I have a standing desk, and I would stand behind that desk all day long, just interview after interview after interview. And then, you know, and even through the week, you know, after I get off work, it was phone call after phone call after phone call, and there were interviews also – uh, but then also being uh, willing to take phone calls from, say, five to seven in the morning, also, you know, before I would go to work. Believe it or not, there's people that would schedule calls in. surprising. But it is just maxing my time. I mean, it was some of the most difficult times, you know, for us just because I was going so much. And then I started traveling a lot to all of these conferences and stuff, too. And so, obviously, a big financial commitment. It's not cheap to do a daily podcast, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but massive financial commitment, massive time commitment. But then also, I just stress, too, the commitment of the family. Uh, You know, my my wife had to be very committed. She had to do everything in the home, right? I mean, everything. Yeah, with young kids. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, do, going oh, through, goodness. you know, those adoption processes, you know, so uh, you know uh, it's not easy, very difficult process to get through. Uh, but, you know, the Lord just sustained both of us. That's the only thing we can say about it now. Yeah. You know, looking back, uh, no doubt about it. Um, but, but a very difficult process. That's a little bit about my calendar. I'm happy to answer any questions about how we scheduled that and how we've improved it now and our team's grown, all those things.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, well to me, I, I kind of would like to go a little more broad, Whitney. I, I appreciate it everything you provided there because it's so important if anybody wants to to really get into this they're gonna have to make a a similar commitment I mean maybe they don't have to go as big as you went but there's got to be a a true commitment I think the point you make about having a strong enough why to get through that is so important because you know I think we'll get into this a little more But like you do all those things and you don't get an apartment building for a really long time so you have to keep coming back to the why because you're not seeing the success I mean for I'd say the vast vast majority maybe somebody gets it started and gets an apartment building quickly but most likely, you're going to go months and months and months. Sometimes it's a, it's at least a year of really working hard and not seeing that tangible success of getting the apartment building. So, love to know what that timeline was like. But what I wanted to hit on was just um, you know while you're working the job and you're actually doing this as a side hustle, um, just yeah, I guess what 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 that look. No, that's what I was trying to get into. When did you? What was your portfolio like or, or how were you able to leave your job, Whitney? So when you when you did that, did you have a couple apartment buildings? Did you just have enough of a cushion built up to where you're like, hey, I'm going to leave and we're going to live off the savings for a while? What was kind of that transition like? Yeah, just that that last whatever it was, the last six months of still have a job, I'm, I'm, but I'm really transitioning. Yeah. Kind of tell us like how you made that transition.
0: You know, I was, I was at the point mentally that I was like, I've got to do something. So I've been doing it for two years. You know, I've been, you know, okay. as, as hard as I can go, almost two and a half years, I guess. Um, and, and just that kind of schedule... And you know, obviously, I had to learn to say no to everything, right? You know, yeah. church events or small group things, or maybe just friends that want to get together. I mean, it's often I had to make those decisions to say, you know what, well, I just can't. I've got to keep this going. I've got to go back to work. I've got, to, you know, and and that's not something most friends can understand. They're you know, especially if they're not driven like that or they're not thinking entrepreneurial thoughts. You know, it's just like, why are you doing this, right? Even yeah. family saying, what do you, you know, really like. What are you doing? Is this really worth it? You know, they start questioning those things, right? And so, had uh, to keep going. And I've lost my train of thought. Remind me. Yeah, just the transition from
2: you were working full oh, time yeah. and so, the real estate stuff. Yeah. So
0: I had done I had done a deal. Uh, let's see, i I'd, I'd done a deal in a June, and I and and then I I'd, I'd done a couple of deals before that partnering uh, a little bit, but ultimately okay. there was a deal in June, and then it was a deal this uh, the next March. Uh, That was quite a bit bigger um, that we had been working towards. You know, that was kind of the one we had been waiting for, right?
2: Uh, However, you're talking 150 units at this point, or it
0: was 216.
2: Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, And so
0: about $30 million purchase price. And so that was really the big deal we had been waiting for, for me to be able to leave my job. Uh, However, we we had another property under contract pretty quickly after that, or before I left my job. Uh, And so that, you know, having closed one, having another under contract, seeing my ability though, also to raise money grow very, very fast. uh, Also gave me another just comfort level knowing that, okay, you know, it is time to leave. Um, You know, especially after closing that large deal that March and then then having another under contract. Um, And like I said, just my ability, my investor base, all those things growing really fast. Uh, it, I knew, I mean, I had to it was just mentally for my family altogether, I had to do it. And so, yeah. uh, you know, it was a few months later and, and then ultimately we were buying a house. I wanted to buy a house so we could move before I quit my job. Obviously the bank doesn't like giving me uh-huh. yeah. money yeah. That, that, you know, that quits their job, but, uh, but, but, you know, so we bought a house and then I left, but that was, that was, you know, right before we closed that next deal as well. Uh, we've done a few more, you know, since then now, sure. but, uh, but so there was things happening, right. But like you said, I mean it took, you know, a year and a half or you know, 2 years of just you know, really thinking sometimes is it going to happen? Yeah. You know, is it is it going to happen? You know, like lord, you know, what's what's going to give here because I can't like keep doing this forever. You know, my mm-hmm. family, you know, I didn't see my boys for you know, like two years nearly. Like I would say, I had this, I had this like dungeon of a of an office I did it at the time. We've moved since then, but I had this little window, you know, the old houses are little windows that are up high. That's, you know, <laughs> and I could look out like I'm recording interviews all day long or in the afternoons and I could see my boys playing in that in the backyard. It would just kill me. Yeah. You know, it would just kill me watching them and think, man, you know, I'm just missing all this time. Uh, but I had to, I just had to keep the big picture in mind. Right. Yeah. And and I can only just give that credit to the Lord of keeping my wife and uh, looking forward and driven and yeah. and you know, seeing the big picture.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna come back to. The, I mean, it's it's funny, like the, the picture you're you know, drawing for is like somebody in a prison cell, a little bit, you know. But but yeah, because you had that why, because I mean to me it's like you're looking out and you're seeing your your own boys that you're not gonna spend that much time with, but but it also in your in your heart and in your soul that, that God is cultivating you is like Yeah, but I'm gonna allow other families to have these two boys playing out in the yard. You know that maybe they couldn't have, and they can help and you know rescue some kids from some really bad situations. So I mean, yeah, you you, you've gone through so much, and like I said, I mean, people don't have to to go quite as big as you did, but I mean, you have a lot bigger why than than a lot of other people do. So um, that's why you did, and that's awesome. Um, Let's transition. You've hit on a little bit, Whitney, but. um, Tell us a little bit about uh, maybe some, some tangible things, however you want to talk about it, but what are some things you and your wife did put in place during these difficult years to, you know, stay intact somewhat? I mean, you know, you, you don't want to become too distant. So, I mean, it sounds like you definitely protected Sunday. Um, was that it? What, what are some things you and your wife did? And, and I guess how would you, you know, coach others that, that are, are thinking about making the same commitment how do you put some things in place to make sure that hey, at the end of the day, hey, Whitney became a great apartment syndicator. He also got a divorce and lost, you know, doesn't have a relationship with his kids.
0: Yeah, you, so no, you? that's a, that is a great question right there, Lee. And I, I've never been asked that before. I don't think uh, in the, uh, you know been interviewed. I don't know how many times. And a uh, uh, sure. great question. Uh, so because if you do, if you lose your your marriage or you lose your you know just your walk with the Lord, I mean, you yeah. gained nothing and lost Absolutely. everything. Yep. you know, so I would, I would much rather work at McDonald's every day and have a great marriage and walk with the Lord uh, than, than be an amazing apartment or a investor, sure. real estate investor, you know, and lose yep. all that. I mean, there's just no option there. Yep. So yes, great question. And I would say if my wife and I, uh, were not both walking with the Lord. I mean, cause we do we just give him all the credit. Yep. I, I don't think we could have made it. I really sure. don't. Yeah. I mean, I just really don't think we could have made it. Um, because it, it was, I mean, uh, I mean, just a seven day a week podcast and doing deals and working full time, full time family, traveling as much as I was. It just it's it is a lot of stress, you know, on mm-hmm. me and just on the whole family. Right. A couple of things that we did, though, and I think the Lord just helped us do this because it wasn't like, oh, you know, I had this like thought one day or, you know, uh, but like wow. our morning times were so important to us. You know, oh, still okay. is getting up very early. And, and my wife would get up early as well. It was kind of our time to, you know, spend time in the word, spend time with the Lord, pray. Uh, but it also was just an amazing time. Where we just enjoy our coffee and just get to sit together and talk. Yep. yep right. Absolutely. And, and that, that was just really good. I just think for both of us, we still love that time, cherish that time. now. Yeah. Uh, but I think through that time, it did give her and I time to connect. Kids are asleep. Right. Yep, yep. Um, and and there's no phones going off. I'm not having to answer emails. I'm not in the office. Um, you know, there were mornings where I had to be in the office at five. But but most of the time I could spend that hour or so, you know, with her in the morning or mm-hmm. us, even if we weren't talking so much, we're still in the word together. We're still just there together. That goes a long way. Right. Absolutely. Instead of just yep. not seeing you for a week at a time. Uh, and so, because most, most of the rest of the day I would, I would be gone for work and then I would be in the office in the basement, you know, the rest of the night until 10 o'clock or midnight, most nights. Um, but that one thing was probably one of the big things, but then also you mentioned it too, cause I know I'd, I'd said it earlier, having that day, especially Sundays. And most of the time I would do like a Saturday afternoon from like noon on if I could or every weekend that I could, uh, because my kids need to know it too you know they need to, they needed to know that hey oh, yeah. dad was going to be available for this time and it wasn't just like this randomness or when's he going to mm-hmm. be here or you know, it's something they could look forward to, almost like that big picture I was telling you about earlier, you got to be able to paint that picture for them as well. Because they're they're fighting for this also, whether they know it or not. Yeah, Uh, you know, and they're affected in a big way. Uh, But that's just a few things that really helped us obviously staying in the word, we did try to stay connected, you know, we're in in our church, things like that, I couldn't be as connected with small groups and uh, leading groups, things like that, as much as I would prefer as much as I can now. I know you alluded that earlier, we may talk about that how things have changed. But but, you know, I had to say no to so many things. But there's a couple of things there you have to say yes to. And that's time with your spouse and just yeah. a dedicated time, uh, you know, just to talk, right? It doesn't yeah. have to have an agenda. And then that time with the kids, you know, mine wasn't as often as I would probably prefer or recommend. Uh, but, you know, that was that Saturday afternoons. And obviously, we'd have different times through the week where we were together. Um, but it, it wasn't that often, you know, yeah. so but yeah. they do need that time.
2: Absolutely. yeah they did do and but I think um what I'm hearing from you Whitney is just um during that time at least you really focused on quality not quantity that's right and and, and I you know um have you read the one thing it's that book yeah and, and that's one thing I got from that book is, is like because he even talks about like with your family what's the one thing you can do for your wife and 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 just get to like hey you can spend some time you can watch a TV show together what did you and your wife get out of that you know, a lot of people, you know, that can't get up early in the morning, and I know uh, I like to, so you know, we're kind of <laughs> that way. But I think most people could if they didn't watch TV in the evening. Like the reason it's well, hard pe- to get people up is-
0: tell me all the time, I'm not a morning person. I'm like, well,
2: that's your choice. Yeah. <laughs> I choose. <laughs> like I could sleep in as easy as you. Oh, I could too. And I think I think the reason you're not a morning person is because you're a night person. Like I can get up in the morning not because I get less sleep. I just go to bed right. earlier. So I, right. you know, at the time, I don't know. I feel like it's like nine nine thirty most of the good shows come on or whatever people start doing their Netflix. My wife and I just go to bed,
1: you know, so <laughs> yep.
2: we're able to get up, you know? So to me, that's the, the so, you know, you made a lot of sacrifices, you know, it wasn't just like, you know, you and, and your wife, like having to sacrifice the family stuff, Like you sacrificed everything else and, and you, you really committed to the time that you did get with them. And, and that's what I was getting into the, the one thing he thought, you know, Hey, be present. You know, when, when you're with, mm-hmm. when you're doing work, be present with your work and, and really get after it. Don't try to do a bunch of different things. Focus on the one thing that you really need to do. But then same thing when you're with your family, when you're with family, you know, let go of the work, like protect Sunday so that, you know, protect your mornings, that time with your wife. So it can be really intentional. So I think, yeah, if you're, if you want to be committed and you know, you're going to spend a lot of time in work, the time that you do get with your family, you know, you need to be committed there as well and make it. No again. doubt about it. And, and it's the level of commitment that I've had that I probably have not had in, in
0: you know, previous years. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I would, I would share just a little more there. I won't go into all the details just for time's sake. However, you know, I had a dream of, of riding horses and I, this will seem like so left, you know, off the left wall, but, but I'll, <laughs> I'll share a little bit here just so you'll understand. But I had a dream of riding horses since I was a little boy. Okay. And I mean, we had no money growing up. I couldn't have a horse, you know, I finally didn't mm-hmm. save enough for a pony, you know, you know, uh, but it was just always chaos. to didn't have anywhere to keep it, you know, all those things. Right. But I always had this dream. And so, and I share this so people can think about uh, maybe a passion that they have or whatnot. And you can relate to this, but when after we moved to Virginia, I started riding horses a lot more. I still had some real estate, but I I, I grew another business of training horses and selling very expensive horses. And and I was wow. I was traveling, you know, to a lot of different states and doing clinics and teaching hundreds and hundreds of people at one time in big arenas, you know, of how to do how to train horses and do lots of things. So that was like a dream, right? To to get to be at that level, right? I mean, to 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 ride horses for you know people. I mean, selling horses for more money than I ever imagined, Mm -hmm. Uh, and so. But I was also still working full time, right? And that also became that that took so much time. I'd be in the arena till midnight most nights, and uh, but but I'll share also. My wife and I had the farm that we had always dreamed of, and you know, I finally hit me that it was never going to be passive right? Mm -hmm. It was never going to be passive. These people are always going to want me to to train their horse or, you know, it was never, I was never going to be able to just have this team of people that could do it for them. Uh, And so finally my wife and I were at the beach one fall and, and the Lord just gave us both peace about selling our farm and we sold everything. Okay. And that was very hard for me because this was like, I mean, it was like a dream, right? To be at that level doing this thing that you're very passionate about. And, and so, we sold everything farm. I mean, tack horse trailer, (laughs) everything. And, and I share that to say, you know, maybe there's this thing that's really holding you back from making it, you know, but, but I, but that you're passionate about, but maybe it's not that thing. That's going to help you to build a big business, you know, that you can even build a big business around or or that's Mm -hmm. what's best for your family. But doing that, you know, we moved into town and into this little house. And I think that also the Lord used that in a big way, just to help me to stay focused because it was always that dream of moving back out, you know, on a farm and getting back out, you know, out of the city. Uh, I'm not city folk, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. but 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 that was that helped my and my wife too. That just helped us to stay focused because it was like this big goal, right? Uh, but just really burning that bridge and just cutting this other thing off completely, so we could just go make this happen. Because I know, it, you know, during those hard times, it would have been too easy to say, "Oh yeah, I can just go train a few more horses," or you know yep. what, I can, you know, this is a real estate thing. It's just not working out like I hoped, you know? Uh, and so that, it just made me have to do it. It just yep. wasn't
2: an option. So it just yeah. took that level of commitment. Burning the ships and and yeah, then you give yourself no choice, you and your wife and being committed. And that, I, I did want to kind of hit on that, that the fact that your wife was just as committed as you were, that I think that's so important because so if important. you're, when you're going through a tough time, if you both come to each other And you're saying, wow, this is really tough. I'm struggling." Then you're not mad at each other for, you know, if it's your dream, then when your wife is having a tough time, she's not, I mean, the Lord can, can, can keep her from this, but it's going to be very difficult to not go, Whitney, your dream is causing me to have this really difficult life. Right. But if it's both of you, then it's something you guys can, I mean, frankly, come and complain about to each other, you know? Hey, we're both going through a difficult time, but it's both of our dreams. So, yeah, I think that's just absolutely imperative. My wife and I um, didn't have like jump in like from the very beginning. And I'm sure you guys have had different levels of it, but like we've we've molded into like, OK, it is our dream and, and gotten on the same team. But there's times whenever we're not, that's when it's like there's some resentment, you know, b- between us. And, and you really got to work on that to, to not have that. Well, when you give us a little bit of Think you said things are a little bit different now, maybe a little light at the end of the tunnel, if other people are going through that, that really difficult time not seeing their kids. What's life like today, you know, now that you have a few apartment buildings, and you've kind of gotten there is a little more passive. Um, You know, what's it look like today?
0: You know, I I could have it being I mean, I could be more passive now. But Mm. ultimately, you know, I do keep a very full schedule still. However, not in the afternoons and not on the weekends. And like a half a day on Fridays or maybe even Thursdays awesome. too, or, yep. you know, I, I do keep a very full schedule still, but it's like normal business hours, you know, uh, which is such a blessing, right? Yeah. It's such a blessing to be able to do what we're doing now. Yeah. I mean, we will have closed, you know, uh, I, figured, I mean, over a hundred million dollars, just, just in wow. 2020 in real yep. estate. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, that, I mean, I just can't say anything, but just the Lord, what the Lord has done there and doors he's opened and yeah. allowing us to keep pushing, you know, through to where we're at now. Uh, but yes, you know, I've, I've, I have time blocks, you know, a lot of times from like four o'clock on three or four days a week where I'm like, I tell my team, like, I don't want any appointments mm-hmm. uh, because it is, I want I want to have that family time watching my son walk by now with his cowboy hat on you know, <laughs> outside the window, you know, it's yeah. like, I want, I need that time with them. Right. And they need that time with me. I want to be able to support my wife better than I have, you know, the last two years. Right. I want yeah. her to have time. She can do what she wants to do outside of, you know, cleaning or the yeah. kids or and for me. Right. Um, but, but that, um, it, you know, I've been able to, obviously we've added a lot more team members now too. And so I've been able to delegate a lot more as well from when I first started. Uh, you know, doing the podcast, I had to delegate a lot then, but nothing like I can now. Yeah. Uh, so we have different team members that I've said, hey, you know, this is your job. This is your mm-hmm. job, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and train them. And, and now they're running with different things. Uh, you know, I have an amazing assistant now, too, that just watches my calendar like a hawk. And, and, and she knows a big part of that is protecting my time. You know, like she thinks through like, what's the best use of your time, even through phone calls. You know, Uh I don't think that this is the best use of your time or, and I, but I told her that from the beginning, like your job is to help me guard my time. Uh, you know, and so she knows the things that help us to move forward, and and she knows the things that that probably is not, but she'll ask, you know. Uh, yep. But but it allowed me to just be in charge of my of my time. You know, in a couple in a, or in a yeah, in a couple of weeks, you know, my business partner and I were taking our entire families, to, both of our families, to Florida. You know, it's it's um it's a time where he and I will meet and we'll strategize and and be in person together. You know, it's very strategic. We're thinking through that, but it's still a time for. Just our families to travel and get to go warm part of the country, you know, for a week, you know, during this time of year, um, just to get a refresher. But I could not have done that if I was still working full time. Right. Uh, I would not have that control, you know, over my calendar. And just, you know, if my if my kids need to do something, hey, I can just block it off, you know, or I can ask my assistant to change some appointments around. You know, obviously, you know, that's a luxury now that I didn't have not too long ago uh, and that I'm that I'm very thankful for.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah, it can be set up that way. Uh, maybe it takes some commitment up front. Well, um, what would you say, Whitney? Just, just real quick, if someone's maybe specifically wanting to get into apartment syndication, what would you say is maybe the key ingredient? I mean, you've hit on a lot. Um, what's maybe a key ingredient, one or one or two um, that that you think that they've got to have before, or got to think about before they really decide to make this this big commitment that is apartment syndication?
0: For sure, mentor is probably number one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never tell people that they have to have a paid mentor because they don't. You don't have to have a paid mentor. However, you need a mentor.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, There's and there's so many moving pieces or so many things that have to happen to close a 200 unit apartment building. Oh my goodness. Don't expect that you're going to do it all yourself. Right. Go in knowing that you're going to. uh, I guess the second thing it would be this. What I was about to say is specialize in something like learn the different parts of the business and just be the best you can at underwriting or be the best you can at raising money or be the best you, whatever, you know, but find that thing that you're really good at and then find other people that you trust that are really good at the other things. Yeah, if you want to move yep. faster. Yep. Right. Yep. You know? Um, I mean, that's, that's what helped me so much as uh, being really good at raising money, being really good at investor relations, those things, and just constantly improving that as fast as I could uh, to really grow to where we're at now. I mean, I, I mean, it's just amazing when I go back and think about it over the last two years, you know, what I started raising compared to what we can raise now. Uh, I mean, it's just night exactly. and day. Yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, I just I know people that's been in the business for many, many years that can't do what we can do now, and I still give the credit to the Lord, uh, you know, and just being able to make all this happen. Yeah. But you need a mentor. You need to just own something and be really good at it, uh, you know, and then you can get some guidance and then find a few partners that are good at those other things. And you're yep. going to go much faster.
2: Oh man. Uh, yeah. A lot of great things there. When Yeah, I think, when I think of, you know, your situation and, 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 and mine as well, and anybody that's going to get into this and has that big wine has a big dream, the mentor too, just to say, Whitney, I, I, I'm telling you, you're doing the right things. It is going to pay off. That's you right. You know, it's hard. I've been there, you know, just that person. So even just as like a motivational coach, like you, you, you've got to have it. Because like you say, I mean, you're sitting there a year in, you've done a bunch of good things, it seems like, but you still don't have an apartment building. What, what's going on, you know, and, and yeah, your question, yeah. but to have some somebody- I was,
0: I was sitting at uh, two different conferences, sitting with two different individuals who everyone listening to this podcast would probably know, very well known in the real estate business telling them about this daily podcast I'm about to start. And both of them say, Whitney, you're crazy. Why would you do that? Okay. And so numerous people had already said that, but I was able to say, "Oh, you know, whatever, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. Right. But, but these two people, considering who they were, I thought, wait a minute, you know, maybe I should think about this. Right. But I went to my mentor and he says, Whitney, that's why you have to do it because it's too hard for anybody else. Nobody else is going to do it. And so I'm like, okay, that's what I, you know, I needed that right then. Yep. And there's numerous other examples yep. uh, where, you know, I tried to procrastinate and he just really, in a simple sentence, just really helped me to get driven again.
2: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's, that's great advice. Well, I always hit um, a couple quick questions at the end, Whitney. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for being so generous with your time um, and, and giving us so much of your story. I mean, just so many tactical things. People, you know, if they really want to do it and if, if they find that big why and they commit to it like you did. They're going to be able to do it. Um, you find that mentor. You, you get after it. You commit to it. You, you put in the hours. You get some team members. Um, I, I think people can have some great success. Again, may, maybe not quite as big, but but some really good success that they commit to those things you've talked about. Um, what do you have a favorite quote or a favorite scrip- scripture that helps you? Get, get that you, you use know, or that you think about.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a bunch, right? Uh, there are there's so many. I know one quote that I like a lot is, "We make a living by what we get, uh, we make a, a life by what we give." Yeah, and yeah. you know, I just I want to be just very generous and 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 uh, you know, thinking about you know the children that that we can help and the Lord's going to yeah. help and the families that are you know, I just want to keep always keep that in mind. Uh, you know, when when we were just thinking about this business and not being so self focused or money focused yeah. and things like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love what you guys do. Um, it, I was, um, I always ask how how you give back um, or how you like to give back, how you like to give back in the future. You have mentioned a couple times um, the foundation that you direct. Anything else you want to say about that? If other people want to kind of get into that, can you tell us like where to go and, and just yeah, you know we're that?
0: in the process now of branding that. It is formed. It was formed last year, but you know the whole branding process takes a little bit of time and the website sure. and whatnot. If you contact lifebridgecapital.com, you know, obviously okay. we're, we'll see you information about the LifeBridge Foundation. And, uh, but it, it is, it's completely formed to help families be able to afford to adopt uh, children. And so my wife and I have, have calls and if you're listening to this and you and your wife have thought about adopting and you don't know where to start or maybe you have questions, my wife and I have done international and domestic. We would love to schedule a call with you. We do it often, uh, you know, with families. And the more I put this out, the more people from even the real estate industry Contact yeah. me to say, hey, you know, we'd love to learn a little more about the about adopting, um, and so you know, we'd love to do that or help in that way. But oftenly, so cool. you know, there's families that say when we say it's going to be forty to sixty thousand, typically they're like, well, that's more than I'm making a year. How can yeah. you know where is that going to come from? Right. And so the Lord provided it. There's so many amazing stories just in our journeys of how the Lord provided those funds. Um, but that's you know initially what just really pushed us to grow this business and the Bridge Foundation. So we've committed half of our personal profits to this foundation and, and helping incredible. these families commit. So, you know, when I'm on that phone call, I can say, hey, you know, if you'll commit to bringing this child home, we want to commit to helping you, uh, you know, financially, you know, to, to afford to, to get your child home.
2: Yeah, man, it's awesome. Yeah, so inspirational. It's so cool, Whitney, what you and your wife have done there. Um, and, yeah, I would love to, to point people in that direction, that we could do anything to be a part of that, because that, that's something I feel like that's something on, on my heart as well, just just kids for I, I'm not real good at having sympathy for adults or, or empathy, but <laughs> I, I definitely feel for kids. And it's such an awesome ministry that you guys are doing there. Um, I always ask about uh, books to read. So you, you mentioned a couple, um, what's maybe a good real estate book recommendation, Whitney, that you have for our listeners?
0: You know, if you're looking at the syndication business, one of the best that I know of, Joe Fairless is yeah. the best ever apartment syndication book. If you're wanting to get started in the syndication business, that is just, it's, the most crown-packed, you know, yeah. inch of paper that I've found anywhere. It's a about, textbook. Yeah, just about yeah. the entire business, just to get an overall understanding of maybe how to start, even a thought leadership platform to underwriting. Yeah. To, you know, it may not go just in extreme depth in certain things, but, but you're going to know so much about this business, uh, you know, from that one book. That mm-hmm. would probably be the top mm-hmm. book about syndication. Sure. How about um,
2: a, a faith or family-related book recommendation? That's a great
0: question. I mean, besides the Bible, I assume. Yeah, that.
2: yeah, <laughs> I assume read that. Yeah, and if that's all, that's fine. Yeah, um,
0: you know, I do. I just read one. Um, I think it's Family Driven Faith by Vodi Bachum. I was going to try okay. to find it here quickly, but Family Driven Faith by Vodi Bachum okay, okay, would, cool. would be one that I would I would recommend.
2: Yeah, great. Um, and then I always like to ask at the end, Whitney, um, you guys have got a lot going on, but how might my listeners and I be praying for you and, and your wife and your family, your business? Just how might we be praying for you in the coming weeks?
0: I'm grateful for that. You know, I think as we um, grow business, brand, nonprofit, all those things, uh, just to be uh, strategic, like we want to be just the best stewards with our, our yeah. capital, right? And especially on the, you know, the nonprofit side, especially because this is obviously, I mean, it's my funds, but it's a lot of other people are giving too. And, you know, we got a quote the other day for like website branding for like 20 grand. And I just said, you know, could we do that? Yes. However, I like that's more than half of an adoption almost. You know, and I'm like, I just don't feel like that's the best steward of that money. So I just, you know, pray for wisdom. Uh, for us and my business partner as well, you know, and even I'm sure like you and just the unknowns of the next year, you know, and and what that looks like. And, and um, so, yeah, we just want to continue to be faithful and following the Lord and and being wise.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd be glad to pray for that with you, Whitney. That's awesome. Um, You know, we we all need those things. And um, yeah, you guys Doing a lot of great things, so be be happy and and honored to pray for for you guys in that area. Um, But Wendy, I've taken up enough of your time. You've been so gracious, um, given us so much. uh, Just a a great story um, for for you and your wife, the the commitment that you guys have made. And, um, yeah, praise God that that you've seen, you know, a lot of success from it and kind of come out the other end, you know, to see – you know, some fruit to your labor, and to be able to to, to pull back a little bit and, and and enjoy the family a little bit more. You know, and, and have That's a, right. a balanced life, um, but still, gosh, doing so much in business and with the foundation, uh, just really great. So, yeah, um, the the best place you mentioned. Um, I, I always, you know, if people want to reach out to you, just lifebridgecapital.com. Is that just send it? Yes, right Lifebridge yeah, lifebridgecapital.
0: You can email me Whitney at lifebridgecapital.com. You can call or text five four zero
2: five eight five four three three eight. Okay, great. Awesome. Wow. Thanks so much. All right, Whitney. Well, hey, um, thanks again. Uh, take care. Good luck with everything and, and, and God bless. Thank you. Luke.
1: Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review and check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.